Welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we talk about the power of love and its creative expression in our lives. We talk about all things related to growth, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Karen Kamara. Episode 84, Falling in Love with Fitness. Estelle is a personal trainer and life coach with a specialization in behavior change. She helps women fall in love with exercise and create healthy lifestyle changes that last so they can have more energy, confidence, happiness, and freedom. While Estelle's primary methods of teaching involves laying foundations for long-term change and habit development, She also loves strength training and helps women gain confidence with weights at the gym. I personally love strength training and I love working out and I'm so excited about this conversation. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. Today I have a beautiful guest, Estelle. Welcome to the show. Hi, Corinne. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love fitness, so I'm excited to talk to you about it. And I always start off the podcast asking my guests, what is their love story to who they are? Like what propelled you into this journey of fitness and self-care and self-love? I would love to hear a segment of your story. Right. Okay. So I'm going to try to give like the medium length version here. (laughs) Not too short, but not taking up the whole episode either. Um, I've always been super interested in fitness and the human body, how it works. Um, But I think almost anyone can relate to the feeling that fitness can be so intertwined with how we look. And how we look can be very intertwined with the value that we put on ourselves. And so we associate with like being stronger, being toned, being thinner to, okay, now I can love myself, right? Not that that's okay. And that's like the right way to think, but that is how a lot of us end up thinking because these, this is placed on us since the time we're small, not necessarily like someone tells us that specifically, but we can gather from the media and how other people talk about themselves that that's what they believe. So from when I was, I want to say since I was small and I'm not trying to like put down how I was raised or anything. I have wonderful family and upbringing. Um, but I started to associate with, okay, I need to be thinner in order to have a more value and da, 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 da. Um, and that kind of carry on, carried on into my teenage years and my early twenties And um, I wasn't always fit or healthy and I was not really comfortable in my body. And I did the whole off and on exercising, try this diet, try that cleanse, always be in a deficit, count your calories, run every day. Um, And I, I lost weight, but I was never really comfortable with where I was at. Um, I moved to Shanghai when I was 21 And I got into education while I was there. I was a kindergarten teacher and I really, really loved it for the majority of the time. I really loved teaching. And if you've ever been in education, it's just like a massive, insane amount of work and you pour your heart into it in order to be a really good teacher. And during that time, I just forgot about exercising and taking care of my body. I just thought this can wait. This can be put to the side that's not as important as the children that I need to be caring for. 
Um, and I ended up, <laughs> I was so unhealthy, so uncomfortable with myself, even more so than before. And that was kind of like one side of the spectrum. I was, I was really sick, like all the time. Um, and so I hit kind of what you might call like a rock bottom on that end of the spectrum. And I started to take things the opposite direction. And I got super crazy with my exercising, not eating enough. I, the things I associated with caring for yourself and loving yourself or whatever I thought that was. Um, and I ended up becoming sick in that respect. I lost my period. My hair was falling out. I was the weight I was when I was like 10 or 11 years old, really not healthy. And those things were kind of like a wake up call for me. Like that's not the way to care for yourself either. But the funny thing, not funny as in ha ha ha, but strange and weird thing um, is that when I was at that point where, okay, now I'm finally, you know, now I look the way I think I should look and I don't have my period and my hair is falling out. <laughs> that's when everyone's like, Hey, Estelle, you look really good. What's your workout program? And I'm like, wow, this is what we're told to do. This is what it's just like, this is a sign of a major problem here. And that we're not taught to respect our bodies, and to treat them with the respect they deserve. So that slowly from there, began a transition where I thought, no, I need to give my body what it needs. And when I give it what it needs, it will look the way that it's supposed to look. And this can vary throughout time. And it amazed me that when I started to give it what it needed, you know, maybe more or less exercise depends on where we are in life. But understanding what our body needs nutritionally, giving it that giving it the time that it needs to rest, the space, you know, even with the people that we surround ourselves by, just respecting what your body's telling you to do. It, um, yeah, it just transformed the relationship that I had with myself and my body. And I'm not at my thinnest, I'm not at my heaviest. And I honestly just don't care. <laughs> um, because I'm amazed by what my body is able to do. And um, I guess that's kind of my condensed story um yeah maybe other things will come up later on in the conversation <laughs> yeah weight oh my god weight is such a huge point of pain for millions if not billions of people in the world mm -hmm. it's just so intense on how it plays out in our lives and for me it's interesting just thinking about weight from a Chinese because I'm also an acupuncturist so from the Chinese medicine perspective nourishment in the body comes from the digestion system, right? We eat and we, we digest our food, but energetically it has to do with love. Mm. And so I find it always interesting that food and love are so interconnected. And so, and this includes self-love and includes how we feel we are receive, receiving love, how we give love. And that has, and it manifests for so many people in food. Like if we think about when we go to events or celebrations, it's impossible to even conceive of going to a celebration if there's no food involved, right? <laughs> You'd be like, what, what What? kind of party is this? There's no well, dinner, yeah. there's no cake, there's nothing, right? Where's the oh, food? <laughs> right, food is such a big part of that. And so weight is like that negative side effect of feeling some type of lack about how we feel about ourselves or 
wanting to be loved and feel attractive. So we have to match the ideals that society is putting on us. It's quite Mm -hmm. heavy and it's, it's a pain point for so many people. So thank you so much for sharing and doing the work that you do because it's so important to work on the internal work, but also the external work, which is working out, lifting weights and all those things. Right, right. Like it's not that we don't want to do those things because, you know, they're tied to the way we look and we want to love ourselves anyways. It's we do that because we love ourselves. And those are things that our body should be doing. Like if you think about the way that we're supposed to be living our lives, like a more active lifestyle, we would be doing those things that we would do in a workout session. We'd just be performing them in our everyday life. But now it's so much more unnatural, like sitting at a desk, driving in a car. And not that those things are always wrong. We need them, but we do them excessively. So we have to do things outside of that time to counteract that. And that shows love and respect towards the way our body was supposed to move. Yeah, I mean, we were supposed to be out gathering and hunting and farming yeah. and traveling by foot. I mean, yeah, the, caring the, for the earth. Right, right. Yeah. So the modern day of living definitely doesn't match the biology of what's happening in our physical body, which involves movement. A big mm-hmm. part of that's movement. And you're right, like sitting all day, it's like, isn't there some crazy statistic that says that like, being having a sitting all day and not working out is almost as bad as smoking cigarettes or something intense yeah, like that. Yeah, I think I've seen that before. Right? And I'm just like, yeah. whoa, working out is so vital. And I know for me, lifting weights is a place where I use these positive affirmations for myself because it's I was anti-lifting weights for so many years because I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to get all bulky and big. And I had that misconception. I think a lot of people do where they think they're going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger if they start <laughs> lifting weights. They lift one and, one dumbbell. Yeah, they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to get all buff and bulky. <laughs> and I had a trainer totally was like, no, like this is not about that. You can lift a five-pound weight, and it's for your strength of your bones and it's not about looking a certain way it's actually just strengthening your body and I've noticed a huge change when I started including weightlifting in my workouts um I just noticed my body I do just feel like kind of badass you're like I just deadlifted like 120 pounds it's amazing like you know I'm just kind of like it makes me feel powerful like even though um it's so simple, like just lifting weights, but there's something about it that just kind of makes you feel kind of like a badass. I don't know if you I, feel that way. But. Oh, totally, for sure. And I think you only know this feeling when you've done it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why it's so hard to explain to people who have never done that before, like just how you're going to feel. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're going to feel powerful. It's like, okay, <laughs> but mm-hmm. what does that even feel like? You know, so you just have to do it to understand like, just what kind of a feeling it creates in yourself like wow I am super cool like my body just did that right like like I didn't and there's there's people who think like you know oh I can't lift 20 pounds and I'm like do you carry groceries to your car like (laughs) that's 20 pounds or more you know so you could totally do more um and then just think about how that's gonna make you feel it's it's something you have to experience and once you do that there's no going back I know I miss it I totally miss um, lifting weights because I in a gym so I was always intimidated by gyms I think this is like one of the places maybe other people experience this where I was like and I was living in LA at the time so everyone's beautiful and buffed and 
you know, looking in the mirror and like, hey, I'm so beautiful. And oh, I would yeah. come in like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I felt so insecure. And the more comfortable I got with lifting weights and understanding how they work, I felt more confident in that space and confident mm-hmm. within myself. And I just felt like I walked differently in the world in general. I just felt more like I can I can do stuff. I'm strong. I'm powerful. Like I felt definitely more confident in my body and not feeling like feeling like my body was working with me as opposed to against me. So, and ever since then, I mean, I haven't, my, I feel still, even though I haven't been working out like that, it still shifted me in a positive way. And I always tell people you should just lift some weights. It's like really great for working on that negative mindset. There's something about lifting weights that really can help you stay positive if you use it in that way. But yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's a mindset shift. And I think, like you said, a lot of people struggle with, I call it gym intimidation, (laughs) (laughs) intimidation of the gym. Um, I I don't remember if I came up with that. I could have snagged it from someone else. I'm not taking credit for it just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think it's so true. Like the gym is like another world and you just Mm -hmm. see people like, I know when I was younger, I just associated the gym with people who were already super fit or Mm -hmm. thin or athletes. And I identified with neither of like none of those things. So I just thought, okay, the gym's not for me. And if I was to go in there, that would just be weird. You know, Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to go to the treadmill, like and hide in a little corner. Right. (laughs) Right. And I also didn't know what to do. I was kind of like, okay, you can do dumbbells. That's easy. That's like kind of like an obvious thing. Like you work on your biceps, but then there's, there were all these machines. I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I, but then I, you know, I'm a really um, good observational person. Like I watch people and there was like this one woman at the gym. I remember she was like normal size. Cause the gym, of course, it, you know, they had people with the little cute tops, like walking around, like looking pretty, the women, but there were some badass women in there. This one woman was doing a leg press with like, 45 45 so she had like 180 on both sides and i was looking at her like what and i remember thinking to myself like i can't and she was like we were like the same size you know if not i was actually like maybe bigger than her and i was like if she can do that then i certainly can and i remember trying it i just put as much as she did to see how hard it was (laughs) i think i moved it like a nano like centimeter. And I was like, Ooh. So then I like kind of released the weights to have as much that was comfortable for me. And I was like, Oh my God, like that's so badass to be able to do that much, like have that much strength in your legs. And it was inspiring for me to be like, to watch people be able to do things that, that I could then be like, okay, I can do that too. And working with the trainer to be like, I want, and I told my trainer, I was like, I want to do that. Like, like, how do I do that? So it was really fun. That's so cool. Yeah, I know. I see the same thing at the gym. Like I'm, I'm a relatively small girl, like I'm under five feet, you know, like I'm not, not that, not that tall or anything. Um, But yeah, when I see other women, like, like, like smaller than me, or just honestly, women in general, and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna throw some weight on here. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you go for it. You go for it. And I think that this is changing. Like, it's not as uncommon to see women in the weight room anymore. It's not not really a big deal but like five years ago yeah 10 years ago for sure like that was a big deal um and yeah it's it's just so exciting to like be able to slowly add weight to those things and you're like wow look at like I just did that like I could not have done that like a month ago right and I think for me it really helped me 
love my body more because I started lifting weights when I was after 35 and I noticed that okay like I've always been a dancer athlete I've always kind of I've always worked out and been active but there was something that happened to my body that I was like oh my god like I need to do more and when I talked to a trainer he was like what do you do and I'm like cardio he's like yeah you need to do more weightlifting Mm -hmm. and that really shifted how I felt about my body because I was like oh I can transform my body it doesn't have to be stagnant I could pour more energy into making my body strong as opposed to focusing on losing weight um and that was really helpful to for me to love and start accepting my body in any of its variations it's just like okay like there's something I can do to shift things if I want to as opposed to being like oh I'm big I I can't lose weight and feeling like helpless I felt like weightlifting helped me propel me into that like oh anything is possible Right. And I think that's like you hit the nail right on the head there. Like when a lot of women like myself, for example, approach exercise and fitness is like, I need to lose weight because I'm not good enough. So they go from that mindset to I'm going to lift weights because I think my body can do this and I'm going to challenge it to get better, to do more in that respect. So it's, it's more so, I don't know how to say it. Like there's this quote, like, don't, I don't even remember how to say it. It's like, instead of shrinking your body, you're not like growing your body. It doesn't have to do with size, but like, you're asking your body to do more because you know that it can do more. Like, no, you're, you're going to do this. You're capable of so much more instead of like, you need to do this because we need to be smaller, you know, like take up less space in the world. So it's that mindset shift there. And when you see all that you're able to do, it inspires you like, wait, no, I can do other things too, like outside of the gym. So like you're saying, like it changed that, that mindset with you, like, okay, you gained confidence in the gym. And now it's carried on into other aspects of your life. Yeah, it it definitely does. I mean, so it's, it's a trip. Like, so I'd love to hear like how you incorporate that with your clients because I feel like with women we're so we're much more not all women but a lot of women are much more emotional and have a lot of trauma in their body and working out oftentimes can help heal those triggers um so how do you work with women to help alleviate this internal work that they're doing and have it manifest through their workouts right So something I want to say that's most important is you have to be ready to do that. Like if someone hires me simply like, nope, I'm just going to lose weight and that's all I want. And they, I'm just not your trainer. I mean, Mm -hmm. I understand if you also have that desire, as long as you're willing to work with me here and say like, okay, I know that my value isn't dependent on this. I might lose weight. I might lose it quickly. I might lose it slowly that's not a big problem for me or something that I want to focus on. I just want to be confident in my abilities and I want to see what my body's capable of. If you have that mindset, that's fine. I'm not like anti you losing weight, but I'm definitely not going to make that the focus. Um, And if that's all you're after, I just can't help you at this point in time. So you do have to be ready for that. But I've definitely worked with women who 
they have placed so much importance on their size for nearly their whole life. And they're just like, I just want to be happy with how I am right now. And I want to care for my body. Um, and it's different for every single woman. Like we all have had different life experiences and I'm not a therapist either. Um, but definitely just talking through like, okay, well, why do you think that triggered you? Or why do you think you're not capable of this? Um, just talking through these situations and the client being willing to be open about that stuff. Because if you're not going to talk to me, there's no way that I could help you. So I do, I'm not necessarily going to change your workouts based on your emotions necessarily, unless you're like, I really hate this. And this workout makes me angry <laughs> Then we can change it, but it, it wouldn't necessarily affect the programming so much. But when I do work one-on-one -on -one with people, our coaching calls are primarily just for talking. Yes, we can practice your form and we can look at videos and all that stuff. But a lot of the time it's to talk about how you're feeling within things because it can be an emotional process. And a lot of a lot of the times women are like, why am I not seeing the progress that I want to see? And it's usually because they've done things in such an extreme way in the past. Because yes, I could give you some crazy nutrition plan and some insane workout and yeah you might see results really really fast but I liken that to like building a castle on sand right you know so like it's just gonna collapse and then there's gonna be literally no castle <laughs> everything you've worked for and it's like okay so why did you even do that um so let's just let's build something sturdy and stable let's give you a solid foundation for long-term change and I think with time, what happens is a lot of women come to see like, you know, actually, still, I didn't, I realized I didn't even want that. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know you didn't want that. Like, it maybe you still want it a little bit, but it has become a lesser priority. Right. And right. they're, they're committed to the process. And they just love the lifestyle that they've created for themselves, because they can live their life. They're not so consumed with like, oh, I'm not comfortable in these pants or I don't want to be in that family picture. Or they're just like, I love my kids and now I have the energy to go spend time with them and play with them and run around at the playground. And I can go out to brunch with my friends and smile in all the pictures and not be like, oh, let me see that picture. You know, it's they can just live their life fully instead of having these reservations about their body and what people think about them. Yeah, you said the key word in there is, is acceptance. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge part of it and accepting where your body is every day and being grateful for it because I feel like oftentimes we don't accept it. We're like, oh no, this will happen if this changes. I'll be like this once this changes. And that mindset is just like a hamster wheel. It just never really ever um, heals because you're always yeah. kind of looking out to something that may or may not happen. And it's really, really painful. Like I've had those moments where I'm like, oh yeah, this will happen when I do this. And it just doesn't ever work mm -hmm. out that way. Yeah. Especially when it comes to weight and body image. And I find it, I find it's women that accept themselves and just love themselves that the shifts happen so naturally. The shifts that they wanted to happen either happened naturally or it didn't even need to happen and they're okay with it. So I feel like it's such a powerful space to be when you're fully like, okay, 
Mm-hmm. I have big I have big thighs. Okay, that's I love them. Okay, let's move on. And right. Focus on other things that are more meaningful to you. So I think really getting in touch with your core values of who you are and what you want to be in the world and understanding that that has nothing to do with how much you weigh. Like Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I had this thought while you were talking, something that I often um, ask my clients to reflect on. I'm trying to remember what it is right now. Um, oh, got it. So your body is a reflection of your life and what you've been through. So that can actually help you be a lot more compassionate towards yourself and love your body more like moms, you know, if they have stretch marks or, you know, they're just like this little belly fat that won't go away. And we're honestly supposed to have some of that. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. these unrealistic ideals, but like these things that you don't like about yourself, think about what that means. Think about what it means. And like, so yeah, you got stronger. So what does that mean about yourself? And so seeing your body as a reflection of your life can help you to be a lot more compassionate about those things that, you know, you might want to change that. And it doesn't mean you don't love that part of yourself. We don't have to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I look smoking hot today, like every single day. You don't have to be committed to that, but you can accept it and you can love it for everything that it is because of what your body's doing for you every single second. So seeing your body as a reflection of your life and how you it's, it's keeping you here all the time. It's enabling yeah. you to live. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. That's, that's what I would like to have people. No, that was, <laughs> that's, a, that's a beautiful, that's beautiful because it's true. I think people forget that, you know, we need this body to breathe and we need this body to function. Otherwise this spirit that lives within us is not going to have a home. And I think if you think, if you start to think about your physical body, like at home, like for most of us, we like, we love our homes, right? Or, you know, you aspire to love your home where you sleep, like your environment is so important for many people. I know it is for me, but then if you think about it, your home is your physical body. And Mm -hmm. if you don't treat it well, then it's not going to, it's not going to support you. It's like having a shaky roof or a shaky foundation. Like you have to fix your house. I often compare our bodies to cars because I feel like some people take care of their cars better than they take care of themselves, right? You have to oil, you have to put an oil change, you have to put gas, otherwise your car isn't gonna function. You have to take care of your car, otherwise you're not gonna get from point A to point B. But then our bodies require the same, if not more, attention, otherwise it's not gonna function. Yeah, you're so right. Like our body really is our home. And this is something that I have been trying to teach myself it might not be something I fully feel yet um because like I said I lived in Shanghai for a little while I moved there when I was 21 I lived there for about six years and my husband and I recently came back not on purpose we were visiting and the borders closed so I was never able to go back so I have this little bit of trauma within me like I was separated from my home and I'm learning to accept this place as my home and as I'm going through that emotional process I'm realizing like wait what if I have to leave here so I naturally I just become very connected to a physical location but I had this thought within me it's like I have to learn to see my body as my home because yes our external like everything that happens around us we can control our reaction to it but we can't control it we really don't have control Um, some things we can't, but not everything. There's things that we can't control (laughs) and we have to learn to be okay with that and to be okay simply within our body. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, 
our body travels with us everywhere. So no matter where we go, our body's with us. And becoming best friends with your body, I think, is so part of this learning to love yourself. I don't really think you can truly love yourself unless you truly love your body in all mm-hmm. its forms, dimples, flaws, scars, missing pieces. It's all part of your story. Like you said, I love that because it's true. Like your body is a reflection of what you've been through in life. And even like as we age, you know, we all are concerned about wrinkles and gray hairs and saggy boobs. I mean, this is something that we all think about, at least as women, as you start to get older, you're like, oh my God, gravity. Um, (laughs) And that's also part of your journey, right? Because there's so much wealth of knowledge and wisdom that comes with getting older that society doesn't value as much right and I think if you can start to value that within yourself I mean you're like wow I've learned so much over my years and I have so much to give so much to share which is so much I feel like it's so powerful to share things with people to to explain people to your experiences your stories more so than don't I look cute in this outfit Mm -hmm. which I feel like if you want to show off your body and that's I think go for it you know Mm -hmm. do whatever you want but at the same time, know that your spirit and your heart and your love is just as valuable as your cute body in a bikini, right? Totally. As opposed yes. to thinking that the hot body in the bikini is the most important thing. It's all important. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway. It's like, it's all important. You can walk around naked. Who cares? But know that your value is more than just your pretty body. Right, right. And our body always responds perfectly. So if we think about how, if our body is a reflection of our life, when, you know, maybe we're trying so hard to care for ourselves. Like I often talk about learning our body's language because we are so disconnected from our physical body. Um, Some people more than others, depending on the time that we put into learning about it and connecting with it. Um, But I think everyone to an extent is still disconnected from their physical body. And when we talk about things like intuitive eating or listening to your body, sometimes we don't always even know what our body wants when we're trying to listen because it's like, wait, I'm like, I don't even know about it. So when we're, it doesn't mean you're not putting time and effort in, but let's say, okay, I cut out dairy because I seem to have, you know, acne or whatever, you know, you're, you're doing these things to try to care for your body. And then it responds in a way that you don't like, don't be upset with it. Don't be upset because it reacted perfectly. It's just that we are still disconnected. We're still learning about it. So take that as a sign is like, you know, I'm going to take the time to learn more about you and why this happened and deepen that connection so that these things can happen less. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's what I think it's also changing the perception of what you think good and bad is, because Mm -hmm. oftentimes what we quote unquote think is bad is actually our body just like releasing toxins like acne, for instance, like Mm -hmm. I had I had acne for 15 years, like from age 14 to 30, 16 years. And it was pretty much diet. You know, the doctors mm-hmm. tried to give me all this medication, but it was primarily sugar and dairy are my acne culprits. And until this day, like if I eat, I don't eat dairy, but if I were to eat dairy, I would break out within 24 hours. 
like mm. like clockwork. And so for years, I'd be so mad, like, oh, my God, why, what's wrong with my body? And actually, my body's just really good at releasing toxins through my face. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you know, so it's kind of like my body's like, no, you're not eating this because when you eat this, this happens. And I actually think I've I feel very blessed because I feel like my body's very reactive. It, it knows what it doesn't like. It just mm -hmm. expels it extremely fast. So instead of thinking about for many years, I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Like, why? Did, why can't? Why is my body so sensitive? And, and like having all these self-deprecating thoughts. And now I'm celebrating it. I'm like, OK, great. You didn't mm -hmm. like that. Noted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's really important to, like, understand that that's not a bad thing. It's like, OK, like, you know, it's a, it's actually a great thing. Your body is just giving you what it is giving you the sign. So I think if you can reframe what you think good and bad is and to understand this is just a reaction, a biological reaction that's happening and not to take it personal, if that was if that's possible, mm -hmm. then you can kind of see, oh, OK, this is what this is what this body needs, you know, as opposed to being like, oh, what did I do bad? Like, you know, I don't know. I just think that that good and bad conversation can just go sideways very quickly. Yeah. Oh, totally. And um, you brought up um, into my mind when I was living in Shanghai and I just completely disregarded my health and I was trying to get it back on track with what I thought would get it back on track. Like, okay, I'm going to, I wasn't even thinking about like losing weight. I was just like, I don't want to be sick all the time. You know, I, I would just like to have energy. <laughs> That's what I want. And I was, you know, I was new to the country. So there's these new germs, new viruses, things like that. And I was working with kids, kindergartners, you know, yeah. the, the snot fest. and the, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's so hard to not be sick all the time. And I remember I got a cold, like a bad cold, overcame it, got a cold again, overcame it, got a cold again. Like as soon as I'd start to feel better, just like a tiny bit better, you know, like when you have a cold and you're starting to turn a corner and it's like the light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, yes. Every single time I'd see that light, I'd get another cold. And I remember this, like the third cold in a row, cold after cold after cold, I started crying. I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I was so angry with my body for like getting a cold again, because <laughs> I was trying to do all the things to yeah. heal it and to stay healthy and to have energy. Like I just wanted to live my life. Um, you can apply that same concept, whether it's to exercise or the foods you're eating or light other lifestyle factors that just aren't working for you instead of being upset and thinking like, no, you should react this way. Like, no, that's exactly how it should react. Like, what do we need to change? What actions can we change in order to support our body? Like seeing it as a partner, not as an enemy that we need to like drag along and perform for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's get into the infinite love questions. Okay. So the first one is, how do you express love in your work? How do I express love in my work? Well, I think something that kind of separates me from other trainers is that I, when I teach people about like, muscle groups like some trainers might be like oh the squat works your quads and your glutes you know so you really want to tone those up and it's like yes it does do that it totally does that it's going to tone them but instead of approaching it from that angle think about the squat is similar to these movements in your everyday life if you're able to get stronger within these movements it's going to support your life in this way and you're going to have energy to do xyz 
So that's one way that I show love and respect for the body and the way that I speak with my clients and kind of help change that mindset for them. Instead of talking about muscles that it's going to tone, talk about patterns that it's going to help you with in your life. Beautiful. And where has forgiveness brought more love into your life? Forgiveness. Um, no one is perfect. And I think we all beat ourselves up. Like we're all our worst critic, you know? And I hear that with myself, talking to myself. And when my clients come to me and they're like, I can't believe this happened or I did this or I fell off track or whatever. Don't see this as like, I can't believe I did that. I hate myself. You know, it's that self-hate sort of let's go the other way and think about why did that happen and how can I learn about myself from that experience? And when you take the time to learn why that happened and about yourself, you can change your actions in your life to avoid that happening again. If that makes sense. Yeah. Self-forgiveness is everything. Yeah. 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 That's also a big part of self of love is just being able to forgive easily but most importantly yourself yeah Mm -hmm. what is the most compassionate act someone has done for you okay I heard you asking someone else this question and I was like oh my goodness I don't know (laughs) (laughs) the most compassionate act I'm trying to go through all of the memories in my head um I honestly don't know compassion well, how about the most compassionate act you have done for someone? Mm, this is a really hard question. Because I'm trying to think, like, there's different levels of compassion. Mm-hmm. And compassion isn't quite forgiveness. No. I think, so compassion might be just showing understanding to other people. So maybe I'm not going to answer this question directly. But when someone mistreats you or um, just not taking it personally and like lashing out in anger, um, because I am someone who will do that naturally, I'll take things very personally and I'll, I'm a fighter. <laughs> like it, and I've had to learn to not be that way, um, to actually be understanding and think, okay, this isn't a personal attack on me and to actually see this as this person really needs tender love and care. And to actually like when someone mistreats me, um, I kind of see that as a sign that this person needs help and it might make my love for them even grow a little bit more. That's very compassionate. Mm. Sorry. I know that didn't exactly answer it, but I feel like that's more of a every and not every day, but it's more of a common thing what to be mistreated and to shift our mindset around that can help our love grow for humanity. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's a choice like to be able to say, I'm not going to inflict my pain onto others and Mm. give people more grace. And that is probably one of the highest compassionate acts that you can offer anybody. So yeah, it's beautiful. (laughs) Sorry. That took me so long. (laughs) No, it's okay. It was was perfect. What do you love most about your life? my life I have become so much more grateful for my life currently like I've never thought I had a bad life um I live in central Oregon in Bend and it is incredibly beautiful here there's so much nature and that's something I didn't have for a long time living in Shanghai 
um, you know, it, there's a lot of nature for a big city there, but I'm, I craved nature so much and having my own business, setting my own schedule, being able to spend as much time in nature as I want. I love that. I love building my community. I love helping women fall in love with themselves, with their body, what they're capable of doing. I could talk all day about what I love about my life right now. Good. That's great. <laughs> How do you feel you receive love? Hmm. I am definitely an actions, action-oriented person. Um, like actions speak louder than words. So when people do things that show they love me, um, along with what they say, I'm that kind of person. So if you're thinking about like love languages, I'm not a gifts person. I love gifts. The gifts are really nice, but it's not the way that I feel love. Um, by people express expressing their appreciation for what I do and recognizing who I am as a person. That's mm -hmm. when I feel loved. Beautiful. Yeah. And my last question is, how, where has love created a miracle in your life? So I'm Christian. So I believe in the ransom, Jesus ransom. So when I think about like, if I think about, okay, if I can show that kind of love for people, other people, that shows a miracle um, to be willing to give up so much, like be of service to other people. I am, I'm, I guess this kind of goes back to the thought that um, putting others, not putting others first, like, yes, you have to take care of yourself to take care of others. But in this day and age, we're putting a lot of focus on ourselves and just what we need, where we still need to be thinking about how like we heal actually within community within taking care of each other. So I feel like this shift happening in my life um, is healing me to be a part of something larger. I love it. That's so <laughs> beautiful. So thank you so much for being on the show. How can people connect with you and work with you? So the best way to find me is on Instagram. Um, I'm Estelle C Fitness. My name, C for my see the letter C for my middle name and then the word fitness. That's the best way to find me. I also have a website, estelcfitness.com. Um, currently ways to work with me. I am accepting one-on-one um, -on -one clients. So I have services where it's more personal training focused, where it's more like exercises, workouts, that kind of thing, one-on-one, -on -one. Um, but also more lifestyle based where like, yes, you have workouts, but we also, um, it's more of like, I would call it coaching instead of training. Um, where we look at other factors within your life, but I'm also in the process of building a 55-0 week long program that goes over mindset on in, in addition, like almost anything you could wonder about in regards to fitness. It's basically the dream for any beginner lifter, anyone who wants to get started lifting, but they're like, oh my goodness, I have no idea where to start. What do I do? This is going to be the dream. Um, we're starting from the base, the foundation, and then you're going to grow over the next 50 weeks. So follow me on Instagram, and then you'll be able to see the different, um, you know, services that I offer. But those are my two primary ways of working with me currently. Cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much. It's just such a beautiful conversation. I appreciate you and the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, sending you lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. 
Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.